Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with Trey Sellers of Unchained Capital Incorporated, Philip talks about the future of holding assets. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode. This one actually is a is a special one because I have not had a non-recurring guest in a while, but the topic was way above my pay grade, so I had to bring in an expert. But and, and I'll introduce him in a second. But the, but to tee it up, um, you you know I've been spending a lot of time, really the last eighteen months, teeing up. The problem that Bitcoin solves, which is the new financial system, which go listen to my other, whatever, 200 episodes on that. Um, but what I, what I haven't talked to you about before is really like the evolution of how I held my Bitcoins, right? Because w- when I started it, I just, I'm trying to think, what, I bought my first Bitcoin on Cash App and it wasn't that much, right? And uh, then I bought some GBTC. And I started like buying some real Bitcoin. When I started buying, like, I'm talking about putting your real money into it, um, I decided to go get me a what's called like a hardware wallet. And we'll um, maybe get into more detail on this uh, when I when I, when I introduce Trey. But a, think of a hardware wallet kind of like a, um, like a USB, right? You you take you take the information off the internet. Um, and it's a, it's a secure way to own it. But then as I added more Bitcoin to it, I started thinking, wait a minute, like if I forget my like seed phrase, uh, uh, my wife doesn't know how to do this. Like we're going to have quite a bit of money that we cannot access or get to. And so I listened to a podcast um, with, um, uh, and I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but it's the guy from Unchained Capital Company that we're with. And, and he talked about uh, estate planning and making sure that uh, your Bitcoin was secure uh, in the event of your untimely death. And you don't want to be the central, uh, you know, point in, in the failure of that process. And so that's when I picked up the phone, called Unchained Capital, and met Trey Sellers, my guest today. So thanks for, thanks for coming on and, 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 and hanging out today, Trey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to be on, Philip. Really enjoying it. Um, yeah, when we had our initial conversation after you had had uh, set up that time with us, uh, uh, I could tell you know you, you got your wits about you. You obviously uh, understand Bitcoin uh, in a, in a really good fundamental way, uh, and then you know we can help step in and and make sure that you're securing that asset uh, in the best possible way. Awesome, awesome. No, I'm gl- and, and and thanks for doing that. And thanks for being here. So we'll we'll roll right into it and and just for everybody so that everybody can know let we'll kind of cover this in the conversation but if you can give everybody a a, um, a simple description of what unchained capital does and what you do with them that'll be a little helpful yeah absolutely uh so unchained capital is a bitcoin only financial services company so our core product is focused around custody uh, self-custody, where you are actually controlling the keys to your Bitcoin. Um, and then around that, 
um, you know, that, that core service that everybody needs, right? Everybody needs a, a secure way to, to manage their Bitcoin keys uh, and hold it so that they're not trusting a, a third party, which we'll get into in a little bit more uh, detail. Uh, but around that, we can offer some other financial services. So we have Bitcoin backed loans. We have an over-the-counter trading desk. You can buy larger amounts of Bitcoin directly into uh, that custody uh, solution that you're using. Um, and we just recently launched an IRA product. So you can hold real Bitcoin on your own keys in multi-signature, which we'll talk about as well, um, you know, through our platform with that IRA structure. So you still get the tax advantages associated with that. Um, really, really awesome product there. No, that's awesome. And, and I think I think we're going to title the, 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 the episode once I post it on the podcast, The Future of Holding Assets, because... As I, as the more I understand this, the more I'm like, why would I ever want any custodian to to issue me an IOU to assets that I own? You know, it, you know, uh, once you once you know better, you do better, like my grandma used to say. Yeah, well, that's the key point, right? And that um, Bitcoin is gets a lot of its value from exactly that, right? The fact that you can actually hold it yourself and you don't have to rely on a third party. Uh, to secure it for you. Um, you know, when you're holding your own keys, it's akin to holding a bar of gold or a bag of cash. Um, now, you can't really do either one of those at scale with larger amounts of money uh, because you're not going to hire, uh, you know, armed guards to <laughs> secure your your property and keep it, you know, keep it safe there within within the confines of your home. Uh, and and then, you know, good luck if you want to actually send that somewhere uh, across the world, right? So being able to hold your own keys to Bitcoin allows you to take advantage of, um, you know, all of the properties that make it valuable. Uh, and, and, you know, we at Unchained Capital, we firmly believe that not only is it sufficient for there to be decentralization in terms of people who are running their own nodes and, and validating those transactions and people who are mining Bitcoin, but also um, key ownership needs to be distributed as much as possible as well, right? Uh, kind of defeats the purpose of, of Bitcoin uh, and providing financial sovereignty uh, to people if it's all just held uh, on an exchange and can be easily uh, subsumed by, by you know, the government if, if they decide to crack down or something like that. Well put. So let's let's go into the first question because I think we we mentioned it a couple times. And I know folks are thinking it. What is multisig and how does it work? Yeah, so multisig is short for multi-signature. Before we get there, um, probably makes sense to to just go back to basics a little bit. Okay. So Bitcoin is always associated with an address uh, that you can see and validate on the blockchain uh, on the Bitcoin network. And that address and that Bitcoin that's associated there always has a private key that controls it. He who controls the private key controls the Bitcoin. And so if you've bought Bitcoin and you're holding it on an exchange, you don't actually own Bitcoin. You have an IOU, as you said, to that Bitcoin, and you've got full trust and reliance on that exchange in order to honor that IOU when it comes time to do whatever you want to do with that money, whether it be actually withdraw it to your own uh, your own private keys that you control or send it somewhere else, you have to go and ask permission. There's a lot of reasons why that's a bad idea. Um, not only you know this reliance factor, but um, we've all heard about the different hacks that have happened in the past. Um, Earlier this year, there were about 6,000 accounts that were hacked um, uh, from Coinbase. And all of that Bitcoin was stolen. All of the KYC information was stolen. It's a really terrible situation. Luckily, they were able to make those people whole. 
but it was only 6,000 accounts. Uh, in the future, it could be 500,000 accounts. It could be a million accounts. And at some point, we're talking about a fixed supply asset. They're not going to be able to honor that IOU back to you uh, in that particular case. There's another uh, aspect of this that I think a lot of people don't think about, which is that as Bitcoin continues to gain in value over time, it's designed to pump forever, right, Philip? Uh, as it goes up another 10x, 20x, 30x, it becomes that much more valuable for these platforms to keep the Bitcoin there, to keep it on that platform. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that they are incentivized to make sure that you're not able to withdraw it. And then there's the, the X factor where you might not even have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. The government might come in and say, hey, Bitcoin is now so big, there's so many people plugged into it uh, that we think it represents a risk to the financial system. And we are going to come in and protect you all uh, from this risk by not allowing you to withdraw your keys. And if you get to that point uh, and you haven't done it yet, it's a little too late. So now when we talk about actually taking self-custom, we understand the importance of doing that. There are a couple of other things to think about. You're trading off this third-party counterparty risk for yourself, really, as that counterparty. You have full responsibility for making sure that you are controlling those private keys and securing them in a way that is not going to result in you losing your Bitcoin. And that's where it gets a little bit dicey for some people. You mentioned a hardware wallet. I've got a Trezor Model T right here. This is one example of a hardware wallet. And these devices are built specifically for generating those private keys, securing them, uh, and then actually signing transactions. When you want to move Bitcoin across the network, you need to provide a cryptographic signature from those private keys. And that's what those devices are designed to do. Uh, so a hardware wallet is a little bit of a misnomer. It's more like a signing device that protects those private keys. The key point here, though, is that this device can break, you can lose it, somebody could possibly get a hold of it and, and try to hack into it. And so it becomes a single point of failure. More importantly, the way that we back this device up and the private keys that, are, that it's protecting is by writing down a series of 12 or 24 words on a piece of paper in a specific order. It's called a mnemonic seed phrase, and it allows you to restore those private keys in case something were to happen to that device. If it breaks or if you lose it, you still have access to the private keys. You can regenerate them by entering that seed phrase into a new device. But just as you are able to do that, that also means that anybody else who gets a hold of that piece of paper and those 12 words, they also have access to spend your Bitcoin. So it becomes a single point of failure. So this counterparty risk and this uh, single point of failure uh, and, and potential for making mistakes and losing your Bitcoin, those are the trade-offs that we are addressing when we use multi-signature. So now that I've, I've given you that background, what is multi-signature? It's providing multiple signatures instead of just one to move Bitcoin. Multi-signature is something that is built into Bitcoin. It's part of the protocol. It's native to it. It's not something that Unchained Capital created or anybody else out there. It's just standard uh, as part of that protocol. And we're just leveraging that functionality as part of our platform to make it easy for our clients to secure their Bitcoin in the most resilient way possible, in the most secure way possible, and not have to do it all on their own. So what that means from a practical standpoint is you control two out of a possible three keys, Unchained Capital controls the third, and you need any combination of two out of the three of those keys signing a transaction together in order to move that Bitcoin. So now you've eliminated any single points of failure there. 
And because Unchained Capital has that third key, we can act as a recovery mechanism, a, a partner for you, not only to guide you through the process of setting up these multi-signature vaults, as we call them, but also to help you recover Bitcoin in case something happens to one of the two keys that you're controlling. If it's compromised in any way, if you lose one of them, we can step in sign a transaction with you to help you move the Bitcoin out of that compromised situation and into a new uncompromised vault. So I threw a lot at you there. I'll, I'll pause for, for any clarifications you want me to make there, but, uh, but that's the overview. Yeah, no. And I, and, and, and I'll give a real illustration and I, and I, and I want to say it carefully because I've gotten slightly paranoid as, as we've had Bitcoin on how I explain how we secure our stuff, but I don't think this is giving away too much information. So we recently took a trip and I was able to take one of my hardware wallets with me without fear that if I lost it or somebody got a hold of it, that my Bitcoin um, would not be lost. I didn't, I didn't have to take, you know, my seed phrase with me because uh, that's that's super secure somewhere in the universe, you know. But that's I was, a- that's exactly right. Like you, you can't do that if you're just using a single device and, and bring that with you or bring your seed phrase with you, because if somebody gets a hold of it, they have access to your Bitcoin. But you can do that with multi-signature, which gives you the optionality to use Unchained as a second signer in a transaction if there is an event where you need to access that Bitcoin and spend it um, while you're doing that traveling. So you get the best of both worlds, right? You still have access to your money, but you don't have to worry about it being stolen off of, off of your person as you're walking around. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was great peace of mind. That's, I think that's when it clicked. We had set, we had set everything up already and I was like, Hey, wait, I can take this with me and, and have peace yeah. of mind. So that was, that was real cool. Exactly. Right. And, and that you, you hinted at something earlier um, which is uh, along the same lines as what you're talking about there, which is inheritance and inheritance planning, right? Um, under normal circumstances, if you're holding Bitcoin on a hardware wallet because you understand the importance of self-custody, you can't trust a estate attorney or somebody else with that uh, backup seed phrase, right? Because you would be trusting them to not run off with your funds, uh, which as Bitcoin continues to pump, as we all know, might be a little bit too tempting to resist for some some people, right? Uh, but you could do that with multi-signature. You could give that person uh, either the, the location of that backup seed phrase or give it to them directly. Uh, so they have something um, important to protect that is related to uh, your Bitcoin wealth as part of that estate planning, uh, but they can't run off with the funds um, and they can work with us as part of that uh, probate process. Uh, you know, the executor of your will can, can prove that they are who they say they are, of course, uh, but then Unchained Capital can work through that process to help move the funds out of that vault if something were to happen to you, Philip. And your family uh, needs to make sure that that Bitcoin is taken care of and, and brought into an account that they control and keys that they control. And and that that is a game changer. And and that has applications that we I, it can there can probably be ten episodes then on that because that's a whole conversation. Because as 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 you were saying it, and as I was thinking about it, I just was like, man, this is going to just change so much in estate planning and how people choose to hold which assets. But I go to my next question. So. Um, and this question is a good one because I actually just heard something yesterday that you can probably clarify as well along those lines. But the question is, why use multi-sig over leaving your Bitcoin on an exchange or just on a hardware wallet? And we kind of covered it. So to to add something to it, 
I was listening to a podcast and and the guy like was I can't remember, you you probably know who he is because you've been in Bitcoin for longer than me. Um, and I'm just forget his name for a second, but he basically he was the guy that orange pilled Michael Saylor. I forget his name, but he uh he said something and he just said it matter of factly, and I was like, whoa, that sounds super scary. He said, hey, whenever we have some sort of an event and people realize that there are more claims to Bitcoin than Bitcoin on the exchanges, you know, then we're going to have a run on the bank. And I was like, oh, that sounds super like fiat like, you know, (laughs) you know. um, So I guess that was those are two questions. But give me your thoughts on the last thing I said. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, we we typically talk about key management and the importance of self-custody for the individual, right, to maintain sovereignty over your wealth, which is really difficult to do in the fiat world and in the, in the legacy financial system, right? You're always reliant on a bank. You're always reliant on a broker to hold uh, the stocks that you own and, and, and that kind of thing. And even if you're going to buy gold, as, as we said, right, if you um, are going to hold large amounts of gold, you can't own it yourself in your house, right? You're always relying on that, on that third party. Um, But to your point, the banking system um, for Bitcoin and the custodians that are out there, uh, they run the risk of that bank run if they produce more claims to that Bitcoin uh, than there actually are. And that's where we can get into this situation where if that becomes the case and people start withdrawing Bitcoin in mass from these uh, from these exchanges or these other counterparties that have pledged it out more than once, um, there's no way to come in and save the system by printing more Bitcoin. It is fixed at 21 million, right? And so a run on the bank uh, cannot be prevented in that scenario. And so I think what we're going to see over the next few years is people starting to experiment with that, uh, who are running these types of organizations. uh, And we might actually see some some real issues around these runs and, and and that will just reinforce the the point that we're making here, which is that you should be securing your own wealth if at all possible. Bitcoin makes that possible. Let's not rely on these third parties uh, and and give up that security for the sake of convenience. There. Well put. Well put. So here's a here's a good question that came to mind that you answered, and and I'm going to ask again because I'm not going to lie, like I still don't fully understand this answer. Uh, I just know you have an answer for it. So what if unchained capital goes away and I lose one of my uh, one of the pieces of my keys? I, I, I did. I did phrase that incorrectly. So let me let me No, that's no, that's fine. Okay. Um, you know, this process of securing your Bitcoin through multi-signature in this collaborative custody model with unchained capital in no way relies on us being here and us being around. We are essentially providing an interface to the Bitcoin network. We're providing a very easy way for people to build this multi-signature setup so they can secure their Bitcoin uh, in that really resilient way, in that really secure way. But if something happens to us, we go out of business. Uh, Our platform is just down for some technical reason for an extended period of time. Uh, The doomsday scenario where the government turns against Bitcoin and shuts us down 
you still have access to your Bitcoin. Part of our concierge onboarding uh, program, which which you went through, Philip, uh, is teaching people how to use the tools that are available to them to make sure that they are fully sovereign in the ability to hold that Bitcoin. Um, and so you can actually take your two keys along with a little bit of extra information, which we show you how to do, and take that to some other open source software that's out there that's hosted completely off of uh, our domain, completely separate from the walls of Unchained, uh, to be able to recover access to that Bitcoin. Uh, and so in that way, you truly have unilateral permissionless access to the asset at all times. We couldn't stop you if we wanted to. Got it. So let me, so let me, let me, let me summarize it in, in, in my, and it may be technically incorrect, but let me know if I get the analogy right. Cause so Unchained Capital, which is a, um, you know, a traditional, you know, central service that helps us in a decentralized world. There's also a kind of decentralized solution that will replace Uncapital in the event of a Armageddon type scenario that we can switch over to. Do I have that understood right? Uh, yeah. Another way of saying it is that, you know, your Bitcoin is always associated with an address that's on the blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain, and we're just providing a conduit to be able to uh, use that functionality that is associated with Bitcoin. Our platform just allows you to create those multi-signature addresses um, so that you can leverage that functionality that is built into Bitcoin. And so us going away does not prevent you from using Bitcoin uh, because that's really all you're doing. Yeah. You can just fire up uh, a restored access to your Bitcoin using some other software uh, that's out there. Uh, the one that we have have built ourselves and released um, and, and is hosted on GitHub is called Caravan. But there are other tools out there that you can use to restore access to your Bitcoin. Um, and in that way, you know, if something happens to us, uh, you haven't lost access to your Bitcoin. We are not in any way a single point of failure in this setup either. No. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so... In the event I die and my wife needs to access our Bitcoin and my wife is, you know, my other half, my better half, right? We, But we think differently. And so her understanding this or even listening to uh, a how, you know, a how-to video and figuring it out, not super likely. <laughs> but, but, That's I lo- right. but I loved y'all's process for helping her. Um, you know, understand how to manage things. So what, what's that process? Yeah, well, and, um, you know, as you mentioned before, I, I've been around Bitcoin uh, for quite a while. I actually, before I was a client of Unchained and and before that, um, you know, or before joining the team, I had built my own multi-signature setup, um, just using some of the open source tools that are out there, running my own Bitcoin node. And I really like that setup. It's great, right? I fully understand how it works. But when it comes to the thought process of my wife, if something were to happen to me, being able to come in and access that Bitcoin through that type of setup, uh, I immediately realized the value of what Unchained Capital is offering, right? And so, so that's what brought me there as a client before I joined the team. Um, and so in that situation, you know, your wife, Philip, um, she just needs to be able to bring us one of those four items that she's securing. So from a practical standpoint, you're controlling two keys out of a possible three. That means two hardware devices and two backup seed phrases. She needs to bring, be able to bring us 
um, one of those four items. So she needs to know the location of that. Um, and then if there's an executor to a will, um, he needs to just be able to prove that he is the executor for that will um, and be able to prove who he is. Same thing for your wife. We're not just going to sign uh, with our key for anybody. We'll certainly be going through a, a process of verification there. Um, but us being there with that third key, with the ability to help walk people through that is extremely valuable in that in that scenario. She doesn't have to understand how to use Bitcoin. She can be a complete novice, never seen any of this before. And we will be there to help walk her through the process of understanding how the platform works, how the hardware devices work, how does Bitcoin work and the transactions work, uh, and, and how can she create an account for herself and move the Bitcoin from a vault that you were controlling into a vault that she fully controls with that really deep understanding of what's going on there. And then, of course, having ongoing support beyond, beyond the fact, right? She could always reach out to us with any questions she has going forward. You know, we, we pride ourselves in the uh, ability to provide really hands-on, personalized uh, client service uh, for all of our clients that are out there. That, that is... And, and and for me, like you said, that was a selling point for me. I, I'm, I I keep forgetting his name. The the guy uh, that was on Preston Pish's podcast. That's with Unchained Capital. Um, but that, oh, it was probably Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. I I I finished that episode and I emailed or called y'all because I was like, yes, this this solved a huge pain point for me. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, Parker is uh, head of bu- uh, business development at Unchained. Um, he is well known in the Bitcoin world for his gradually then suddenly series. Um, if you haven't read that, go check it out. It's on our blog. Uh, just really great insights into uh, why Bitcoin is valuable, um, why uh, it is here to stay, why it's going to be consuming so much value from the global uh, monetary and financial systems that are out there, uh, like that giant black hole <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Absolutely. La- last question. I'll let you go. So borrowing against Bitcoin, and and I have, I have at least two clients with, they own quite a few Bitcoin, like quite a few Bitcoin, and um, uh, and I and I told them I was going to personally forward them this episode because I don't love how they're uh, securing uh, their Bitcoin, <laughs> but but both of them, you know, business people own their own business, so so borrowing is 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 a question that. I know they're going to have a, um, a, um, a lot of questions around. So how does the borrowing aspect of um, Unchained Capital and, and borrowing against your Bitcoin work? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a lot of different reasons that you might want to borrow against your Bitcoin, right? You um, want to buy a second home and don't want to sell your Bitcoin. You want to lever up, buy more Bitcoin um, by you know borrowing against it. Uh, for any reason that you might need to do that. You want to be able to access US dollar liquidity, and you can do that um, by putting your Bitcoin up as collateral for a loan. There are a lot of different services out there that do that. Um, BlockFi, uh, Celsius, those are all um, centralized services just like ours, but there's a fundamentally different approach that we are taking uh, toward the security of that collateral and how we approach that, right? And so we are also, as part of that loan process, leveraging multi-signature. What this amounts to is that you have a dedicated multi-signature address 
that you control one of the keys to. You can't control two keys out of the three because then you would have unilateral control over the collateral as well as the dollars that we're lending. Um, so, so that makes sense, of course. Uh, Unchained controls the second key. And then there's a third-party escrow service that controls that third key. Um, and the result of this setup is that you have this dedicated multi-signature address that you can verify for yourself that the Bitcoin has not moved. It has not been commingled with anybody else's funds. It has not been relent out, rehypothecated in any way. Uh, you know for sure that that Bitcoin is just sitting there purely as collateral for that loan, uh, which provides the most, the, the best possible assurances that you can have that you're going to get that Bitcoin back at the end of the loan term. When you use some of these other services, you're essentially sending that Bitcoin into a black box. Mm. You have no idea what risk they are taking on the back end, and they are taking risk with that Bitcoin. Uh, that could result in a total loss to that collateral. And just as we were discussing before with that, with the counterparty risk of, of sitting on uh, an exchange, um, you might not be able to be reimbursed uh, in the case that there's some large-scale issues that are creating liquidations or something like that which is completely outside of your control. Um, the one last key aspect that I would uh, highlight in terms of how the loans work um, is that the title to that Bitcoin actually stays in your name as part of that loan agreement. Uh, so again, you're not giving up the title to that Bitcoin and you have a legal recourse uh, associated with that fact as well. So so let me see if I can rephrase this better. I think I, think I understand this concept better. Let me know. Let me know if I'm if I'm relaying it back. So I had a I had my uh, my nephew who who made a football bet with my brother-in-law, and and he didn't get paid. I told him I told him he didn't get paid, right? But I was like I said. I, I, and so in this example, it would be like if he said, "Hey, my brother-in-law said, hey, let's do a bet. Go ahead and give me you know give me your money, and if you know if you win." I'll give you your money plus plus mine back. And so he has to trust my brother-in-law versus versus having a third party like me, where he says, we're going to give Philip our money, right? And Philip will give the winner the money. So it, you know, it it, it it's a more secure way to bet. I know it's not, you know, pound for pound the exact thing, but but with a BlockFi, you're just giving them your Bitcoin. Right? You don't have any kind of protections. But but uh, with and, and they're commingling that Bitcoin with with all of their other clients, whether it be retail or institutional, right? That's my understanding. And and they're lending that out. That's how they provide uh, slightly lower rates. It's how they provide yield um, that you're getting if you are storing your Bitcoin with them. That you know they pay some type of interest rate. You know, they're doing that by lending that Bitcoin out on the back end. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes make makes complete sense. Yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah. Not to. Not to not to uh, bash any companies, but I had I had some Bitcoin with one of those companies, and uh, once I once I realized what you and you you hadn't explained to me, I did it before I met, met y'all. But once I understood what they were doing with the money and the non assurances, I was like, uh, let me get my money back because this scares me. I don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there, and you know what? There there are trade offs with everything, right? Bitcoin yeah. is all about trade offs. Um, you know, for me personally, the trade off of trusting somebody else um, with that Bitcoin that I have no way of quantifying the risk that they are taking with it uh, is way too high of a risk versus the slightly lower rate that I might get on that loan because of the fact, right? And so, you know, again, we're talking about um, the most precious asset on the planet designed to pump forever 
very difficult to claw back if you lose it. Um, in my mind, we should not be taking uh, any excess risk uh, above and beyond just holding it and securing it in the best possible way. 100% agree. So uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, coming on and educating folks about this. For those who listened, if you listened to this and you got to the end of it and you said, I only understand 10% of it, uh, it's perfectly fine because I think I've been down a Bitcoin rabbit hole, Bitcoin rabbit hole for a couple of years. And, and, and this topic is still super technical for me. So re-listen to it again. Um, go to Unchained Capital's website. Uh, read everything you can about Bitcoin. Trey, if anybody has any questions about anything, what's, what's the best way for them to get more information from y'all about your services or in, in securing their Bitcoin? Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm at TS underscore HODL on Twitter. Go to the website, uh, unchained.com. Uh, really easy to remember there. There's a button as soon as you get on there that says schedule a consultation. Uh, you can be put in touch with me um, or, or somebody else on my on my client solutions team. Uh, we'll walk you through all of that. We'll, we'll show you exactly how this works, how the platform works. Uh, by the end of that uh, session and by the time that you get onboarded, you know, you're really going to feel confident in the way that you're securing Bitcoin. You're going to know that you're not reliant on any third parties uh, and that you're not alone in doing it, right? There's a financial partner there to help guide you through that, to help you navigate through uh, really what is a new mental framework for securing your wealth. Uh, but it's the best possible one that's out there. As you know, um, Bitcoin is, is, is really a great hope for humanity. We want to make sure that we're using it in the best possible way um, as it was designed to be held uh, and, and do that securely so that we can sleep at night and so that we can have that there for our, our families when uh, when it comes time for that inheritance planning uh, to, to take root. You know, no, no, definitely. And I and, and I have to do my 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 attorney's going to get me. So just 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 so you all know, uh, I, I brought Unchained Capital on because uh, Trey is very knowledgeable about multi-sig process and, and how it works. And I think he's a, a valuable resource and a valuable tool. And, and yes, I, I do have my Bitcoins secured there, but you got to do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Don't, don't say, oh, you know, this is where I should put it. Like, do your own research. Like, you know, but I just wanted y'all to have this information because uh, Trey knows this stuff. Um, so until next week, y'all, uh, enjoy your week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.